Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The bar, biblical and performing. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture. Uh, ex- explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, that there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture, sola scriptura, scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation. Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd he saw our faces. What's up everybody? It's Dwayne and you are here at the bar. We are biblical and reformed. So excited for you to join us today. Uh, man, I can tell you uh, I am very excited with the guests that I have on today and before i bring him up i just want to say man i really appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule and being on here with us so uh without further ado i'd like to introduce you to some and and i guess uh a reminder to others mr todd freer how are you this morning sir i'd appreciate it if you tell my wife i'm a busy man that would be <laughs> great <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it's man, you keep dropping radio shows and YouTube videos, you know, that I think that would be enough to sell it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a joy to be with you. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, for those that don't know Mr. Friel, uh, I will give him an opportunity to introduce himself, but most of the people that uh, refor- uh, that follow Biblical and Reform, we're pretty familiar with his work, man. So I guess, Todd, you know, let's start out with the, the general questions, man, just uh, who you are and, you know, you mentioned a wife, any kids and all that good stuff. Yeah, one wife, three kids. I love them all to pieces, and I have a dog that I tolerate. 
pretty much it. <laughs> well, you know, I had Joe Thorne on earlier this week, and his dog was named Satan. Please tell me yours has a better name. <laughs> no, we call him 555. He's not the Antichrist, but he's... Uh- <laughs> He's 555. Five, five. <laughs> five, five, five. You know, here's a little tip for you. Don't buy a dog on the internet. That's what we did. We bought a dog from South Dakota. I'm not kidding. No way. And this 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 dog showed up and you looked into his eyes and you went, "Uh-oh, nobody's home." <laughs> oh my goodness. That 12 is years funny. later, here we are. Wow, 12 years? Wow, wow. That is pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, you know, can I, can, I, can I ask you a question? I know sure. that you're supposed to be asking me, but I want to ask you a question. I, I do not I, expect I, anything left from you, sir. I, I, I ha- we attend, and we love our church to pieces, but it's an average-sized church, which means, you know, give or take between two and 300. Mm-hmm. And considering the zip code that we are in, we have a disproportionate percentage of black families who attend our church. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm always struck by it that, you know, just so many are attending our church. And it tells me that maybe, just maybe, there's a bit of growth that we are seeing in the black community with conservative theology. Would you agree with that? I definitely would agree with that. Um, and and I've, I've seen it not just uh, on a local level, uh, but also online, um, I think that that you know uh, the back black culture. Uh, like I told you when I met you, they're tired of not seeing a result. You know, we've been sure. getting promised for years and years and years and years, and to the point where you know they're just tired of not seeing these things that you're speaking, naming, claiming, declaring, decreeing, prophesying. You know, so I think that is kind of. A, a, a turnover because I mean we're also in a, a a height of you know reform theology you know there's a lot it's kind of booming right now so with that and then having sound answers and and not because God said I mean because God told me but because the scripture said right. I definitely right. think that is definitely a turnaround so what is the name of your church man because actually I wanted to come down and visit but I couldn't find it online anywhere and I'm actually pretty good at finding stuff online well, it's not my church. I well, don't I know, pastor I know. the church. I'm just right. I'm just a sheep who goes. That's all. Providence Church in Duluth, Georgia. Okay, okay, Providence. I definitely, I think I saw it in my my, my scrolling because you are Reformed Baptist, correct? You know, let me yeah, let me tell you, my my pastor. Mm-hmm. When you when you come for a visit, Dwayne, just just get ready to hear banjos playing in the background because <laughs> he is Southern, y'all. <laughs> he has got a twang like it's almost like oh come on now you're putting that on that's like the Andy Griffith show kind of. <laughs> he's a he's an actual southerner because there are very few of them in Atlanta right. I'll give you a little taste of our church uh, we just worked through the gospel of John when I say work through it I mean six years mm. of work through the gospel of John so it's just a you know line by line verse by verse sort of church Oh yeah, that's and that's that's awesome. I love you know you know expositional preaching. Uh, come to love that more than than any other. Um, you know, it's funny when I was uh, training to be a minister. You know, they 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 kind of breezed over the exposition. It was like you know you can you can have good hermeneutics and you know exegesis and and, and all of that. You know, but nobody really wanted to to go line upon line. So that's that's definitely good to hear. 
Uh, and if you're a Southern, you know, I definitely can relate, man. I'm originally from Eastern North Carolina, and uh, most people tell me I don't sound like it, but my my people, man, I'm telling you, they probably, <laughs> you probably hear a banjo with them too, man. I, I definitely agree with you on that, man. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, um, what, you know, ha- I guess my question is, because, you know, what have you always been uh, in the Reformed Baptist camp, or what kind of was your journey to where you are now? I think I heard your testimony one time uh, before, but if you want to take just a few moments to just kind of bring us up to speed with that and, and how you got that, where you are now. You know, I, I guess I'd have to thank local Christian talk radio. It's interesting. We're talking about the prosperity guys and gals. They dominate television because it's such a visual message that they have. You've got to see the bling. You've got to see them in action. And they put on a show and they parade and they do all kinds of their the the oratory is fascinating. So you've got to see it Mm -hmm. to sort of believe it. But they don't dominate on radio because radio tends to be an exclusively thinking genre you that's all you have you all you get is a voice you have pictures painted for you but you don't get amused or entertained and so it seems that for the most part tv is owned and don't get me wrong there's some great christian tv stations but the big boys are dominated by prosperity preaching whereas local christian radio is dominated by the john MacArthur's, rc sprouls alistair mm-hmm. beggs and I just started listening to them, and it just, if you think perhaps about theology to a degree like a puzzle, not that it's puzzling, but that it's a puzzle, and you can have all of your systems in place. This is my Christology, there's my soteriology, there's my mm-hmm. theology proper. But if you don't put them all together, I, I think you're missing the gist of, of what the faith is. and so. I had all the pieces out there just because of my background. I knew all of the theology, but they never just kind of locked into place. Right. And listening to those guys made it go, oh, there it is. Now suddenly this all makes sense. Hmm. Wow. That's cool, man. That's well, that's way better than my story. I'm just playing. Uh, uh, I came through through uh, Shaolin, the uh, the reform rapper. Shaolin, dude. <laughs> A great brother, isn't he? Yeah, he is, man. He he actually uh and, and uh the shout out to the guys that are on my team that, that actually co host with me. Um they they are uh reformed as well and and I was like the straggler, man. I I would always say, Yeah, I'm a reformed charismatic and you know, I was trying to I was trying to hold on to the tongues tied, man. I was trying to hold on to stuff, man, and and uh them guys were patient with me, man, and and, and until I, I found my way. Uh where the Holy Spirit led me to find my way because I know about the sovereignty of God now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I the the first time I met Shai Lin was at the Ocean City Bible Conference. It's a it's a rockin' conference, man. Mm-hmm. They, it's like piano and guitar for worship. And hmm. people I kid you it you can't hear yourself sing. People are almost yelling their singing so loudly. It's it's really what happens is they before the worship, for instance, at the conference I was at, we were in the book of Romans. So they would read before each one of the sessions an entire chapter of Romans, which is not a fast wow. read. You, you can't just blast through it. Right. And because of that, because our brains had been 
activated through knowledge and hearing the word. Let me tell you, the singing was just staggering. And hmm. when the conference was done one night, I I, I ran into Shylin. We did a Q&A together. And we spent some time out in the parking lot uh, <laughs> by the ocean in, mm-hmm. in New Jersey, which is New Jersey. So at any rate, we were chatting and I and I can't recall I there was something going on at the time. It was Ferguson or it was Michael Brown, whatever it was, there was something there was something big going on. Right. And and I and I was asking him questions. And the reason that I share all of this is because you mentioned their patience. I just he was being staggeringly patient with me and yet at the same time he was kind of looking at me like hey, do you only live with white people? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure it out. Because I come from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it's the land of twelve thousand lakes and eight black people. <laughs> wow, very white. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have a, I have a buddy, uh, well, Facebook friend that stay up that way, and he's black, and I always make jokes about that. Uh, uh, I had him on my show a couple of times and I was like, yeah, uh, all the way from Minnesota where there's about three black guys uh, and he's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and, and just for whatever this is, we, we moved to Atlanta, so it was a culture shock. Oh, us. man, I'm sure. I'm and sure. One of the things now, look, look I, I, I get race. Racism is a part of the human condition. It's a part of the fall. Mm-hmm. Because Galatians three tells us that when we're in Christ, those distinctions—it's not that we become colorblind, but they they get erased because right. now we're in Christ. So I know that it's a part of the human condition, and I know racism exists certainly in the South. Mm-hmm. But when I now hear lectures, we've been down here for eight nine years. When I hear lectures from Northerners saying that we Southerners need to learn stuff about racial relations. I know we do, but at the same time, every day, yeah, there is more mixing and mingling here than anything they see in North Dakota. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely, man. Yeah, I grew up, like I said, Eastern North Carolina, and that uh, to this day is still real sketchy when it comes to you know racism and and things of that nature. Um, but you know, it's funny because I think that part of my life actually shaped my. Uh, well, you know, partially shaped my worldview as far as uh, how I approach that, because I'm not easily offended um, because the way my neighborhood was like outside of our neighborhood. You know, I experienced it. But in our neighborhood, you know, my dad's best friend was a white guy. You know, he was next door. And so that actually shaped my worldview. So when it, when these, you know, current events happen, you know, I've always gave a, a different perspective, you know, um, and I guess it's just all about where we are, man. Um, so no, that's, that's... <laughs> I'm just listening so, to you. I'm yeah, enjoying man. it. Look, I, I supposed to be interviewing you. I, you know, I told a buddy of mine, so I'm gonna have Todd on, man. Watch it turn into an interview of me, man. Why just? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm practicing some self control because I do have some questions. But I'm I know, I know. Look, we'll, we'll okay. We we can we can mix it up, man. I'm down with that, man. I'm not your typical. This is your typical podcast. Those that follow the bar know that. Uh, that uh, we we do it how we do it, man. We do it as we feel led. So I'm definitely down right, with that, then, man. Then then explain to me because this is this is I think I know better now the answer. Mm-hmm. But when it when it comes to and I, and I'm you know I'm not a political junkie, uh, but this it's just uh, the statistic 
the percentage of black people, including evangelicals, who vote for pro-choice candidates that are very liberal morally, <laughs> explain that to me. Why is it that I see so many conservatives that that insist on voting for a very liberal candidate? What's what what appears well, to be that disconnect? I can't I can't definitely not speak for everyone, um, but right. just uh, let's go back to the uh, not this year's election, but prior to um, which start, which I think starts the wave um, by for whatever reason. And I don't know when it started, but somebody told us as black people that the Democratic Party was for, quote unquote, air finger marks, quote unquote, the black party uh not sure when that actually started actually my mom uh and my grandma that's all they used to say you know democrats they for blacks you know that that was just like roll off the tongue i mean and this is and this was what i was taught uh before understanding you know their stance on things and who they were you know all of that nature but that was just the general that democrat democrats were for blacks and what i think it uh, goes back to is uh the the uh the side of you know the uh the home the help the you know child support and um um, um unemployment all of that i think those factors have built the culture to believe that these people are on our side because they're providing these you know these resources um and i think that built in culturally i think that actually caused them to go blindly with the democrats no matter their uh no matter you know their perspective on you know abortion same-sex marriage all of that um especially and and we really saw it you know come to life with with president obama because now you have a two-fold you have a man that you know they can identify with that's half black but nobody brings that up but that has a black appearance but then also is with the democratic party and and he made a push for homosexuality and abortion like no other, but I can remember having conversations um, because I've always tied my my Facebook. I got a Facebook page called Be Not Deceived, and we specialize in making people mad with truth. So I w- we were making like so many posts about you know Obama and his stance, and we don't stand with him. Blah blah blah. It was so bad. My dad was on a a, a trip with the church on the way to New York City. And uh, the whole bus was talking about my post about Obama. And he called me. He was like, son, you know, be careful, you know, Obama for the people, blah, blah, blah. I said, dad, you know, he, you know, he, he's pushing the gay agenda. You know, he's about abortion. But, oh, no, that's they, they teaching him that to, to do that now. He doing that for votes. So it's just it's just a blindfold, man, that that's been put on uh, black people, man. So that that's my, I guess understanding of okay, it. Okay, so here's here's the scenario. We had we had some friends over and uh they were lam- black friends who were lamenting this goes back in a few years that Mitt Romney just was not conservative enough. And so they were really <laughs> disappointed that it wasn't conservative enough. Mm-hmm. So of course I said, "Well then who are you going to vote for?" And guess what they said? <laughs> Barack Obama. Obama. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 wait, wait a second. I thought conservative was the standard, but it appeared that it was a skin color issue. Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
Okay. All right. Most definitely. Most definitely. If you if you watch Thirty for Thirty, the O.J. Simpson thing, that is a good insight on how the culture, I guess, the black culture is willing to do whatever it takes uh, for the black culture or black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's All right. Let me let me let me ask you this question. Okay. okay. This is what I hear from conservative talk radio, from, you know, Fox News, et cetera, that black people, there's no, this whole racism thing is overblown. Look, there's a black president. Does that that end the debate, really? (laughs) No, uh, it doesn't. Um, It, you would think so. Uh, from the outside looking in, you, you may assume so, but because I mean, just it's just not the reality. You know, it, it may appear that way, but it's it's definitely not the reality. Um, um, you know, when it comes to number of votes and the electoral college, you know, then you get into all of that. But it, it appears that that may be the case, but I, that is not true at all. Okay, so how do, how do you think most African Americans respond to a sentence like, "Hey, uh, look at look at the president; he's black. Look at Hollywood. Look at athletics. There's 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 plenty of opportunity. There's no racism. How how do y'all respond to that?" Um, honestly, I I don't know, man, because you know, to me personally. I mean that 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 shows that that there are opportunities, but on a local level, uh, I guess we we see that on screen or on the news, but on a local level, we don't experience that. You know, in order to be in those places, Hollywood, sports, you know, in the office, there has to be something special about you, a certain charisma, you know, a certain ability, and everybody doesn't have that ability, you know, um, and and so. It's like the special ones, they get the, the open doors, but us average people, we're stuck behind the wall of, you know, racism that we may experience. Hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, I just, to me, it seems like, okay, well, there's a grain of truth in that statement, but it seems to kind of oversimplify and be somewhat right. naive toward the human relations that, that do happen on a daily basis. So, yep, right. that is true. I'm, yes, sir. I'm, I'm done with my my race question. <laughs> good deal, good deal. Well, I, I appreciate that, sir. Well, um, also I wanted to know, man, um, how did uh, Wretched TV slash Radio start? Where did that come from? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll let you figure out what to do with this. Okay. Okay. All right. I I uh, I studied to be a pastor, but. Um, on the application, they never asked if I was actually saved. So I got in, studied to be a pastor, and then graduated and, and just, I, I was not a genuine convert. But then God, again, listening to Christian radio, it, it convicted me and crushed me of my sin and my pride and just everything about me and saved me. Mm-hmm. So now I just had this sense of, ah, uh, I hate my job. <laughs> I just want to be telling people about this. So here's here's what happened, and you just tell me what you do with it, okay? 
this will this will challenge your your reformed theology a little bit. <laughs> when I was trying to figure it out, you know, I took those tests. You know, are you a purple elephant with peach tendencies? You know, the the mm-hmm. the assessments that you do for your personality. And they kept coming up. You should be in media, do you know, radio or TV. And I didn't want that because, interestingly, before God saved me, all I wanted was to be famous. Mm. And then when God saved me, that's the last thing that I wanted. So it was like, no, that's that's not what I want to do because that's just about I I didn't you know my thinking wasn't very good. That's just about pursuing fame. Mm-hmm. Not naive, but so along the way, and and I don't think I'm exaggerating with this. There was hardly, definitely a week, but it seemed almost daily, where I'd be going through the checkout at Walgreens or the QVC and the whatever. Apparently, I go to the drugstore a lot, and people would say, <laughs> "Are you in radio?" And I would say, "No." Um, thinking about it, but no, not really. And that happened over and over and over again. And then I started doing Christian radio, and since that day, and that is. Well, 15 or 20 years ago, I get closer to 20 years. Not one person has ever said, hey, you in radio? <laughs> so, so, so you now explain what God was causing or permitting in my life. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I, man, I don't know. That, that, that seems pretty cool, though. Um. <laughs> don't worry to. i'm not becoming a non-cessationist i'm just saying it was interesting <laughs> that god was gracious to just keep knocking me over the head like what you you can almost imagine like god must have been thinking knucklehead right what do i need to do to help you figure this out right right wow that that's pretty cool man that is pretty cool uh and and man i, I tell you i, I love uh both Regit TV and, and uh and, and radios, uh the YouTube videos are so so helpful. Uh anytime there's something that I wanna say and uh might not either don't know who I might offend, I find where you said it and I just post it on my page. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll take the bullet for you. <laughs> and it's funny because uh I, I love when when you when you feature like sermons and you're like, I didn't say it, this guy said it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that too. I'll I'll shove John MacArthur to the front of the line. Here, right, right, here's right. Here's what the evangelical pope thinks. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. By, man. by by the way, we've got a this this may be of interest to folks. Um, and I, I sorry for sounding like a plug, but oh, you're fine. That we're uh we're 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 cranking out a DVD this week that is um going to be pretty controversial. It's about the new apostolic reformation movement. Awesome. So this is this is the charismatic that you were in the prosperity gospel that you were in, mm-hmm. and then square it with a bunch of kookiness, and it is the fastest growing sect of Christianity on the planet. Mm-hmm. There are three hundred and sixty nine million people who are influenced or following this movement and most people don't even know about it and so we're going to be cranking that out and let me tell you we're going to take a beating for it oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah see that that was something actually it's funny that was my next uh bullet point man was uh the sermon you did at g3 last year uh that i tried to do well, yeah, you had a lot of technical difficulties, but you held it together, man. You held it together pretty good. And 
<laughs> you preach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, maybe I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember as vividly as I do because I still wake up with night terrors. <laughs> I'm standing there in front of like 600 theologians at the G3 conference. Steve Lawson, yeah, is sitting in the front pew looking at me. Oh my god. This was a, this was a power, this wasn't a sermon. It was just to expose this movement so people could see how bizarre it actually is and how dangerous it is. Right. And the, it, it just didn't work. So the tech <laughs> geeks come onto the platform. They start fidgeting with it. So I thought, well, okay, I, I can I can talk about mm-hmm. what I remember from it. They literally unplugged my computer and walked off the platform yes. with it. <laughs> I remember my that sermon disappeared. Hey, could you come back with? <laughs> they were gone for, I think, about six years, if I recall. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was that Are was. Are you going to be at G three this year? I will be there this year. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, look, I got I got permission from the I got permi- permission from the boss lady about a week ago, so uh, well I will done. definitely be there. But yeah, um, that's that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, man. The because uh, you know you know I come from the charismatic background, but what you didn't know is that I also was in the. Uh, the the NAR as well, um, mm. and in certain in certain companies, people call me apostle. Can you believe that? Mm. Yeah, wow. So I know yeah, it I, first I can because, hand. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, firsthand. So, so, so why do you, so why do you think so many people are attracted to that movement? Well, it's it's it, it delivers the. Well, you know they they paint the picture that knowledge is bad is lame it ain't you know it, that same book mm-hmm. is always going to be there but god is speaking now he's doing a new thing a new wine skin you can't put new wine and old wine skin god's doing a new thing hear his voice so it's it's the 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 draw of something new i mean because most people that are in that movement you know they probably started out in a pretty you know cold church or you know pretty probably uh, basically biblical church that was really just, you know, cause I, I know I started out Baptist, you know, uh, it, it was, it wasn't reformed or anything, but it was so boxed and, um, and I always was open for new things, man. And, and, you know, found my way into that circle <clears throat> through, uh, basically through televangelism. Um, and 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 I went to a conference in Ohio, and this guy prophesied, and you know, so it's it's the new thing, man. That's really what's the draw that you know somebody prophesying and saying this and that. Um, and I went through a a year course, and and we we read, you know, all those C. Peter Wagner's, and I still got a lot of stuff here right now uh, as reference, you know, C. Peter Wagner and all of those guys, and. Man, yeah, it's it's almost depressing thinking about it, man, because I think about a lot of friends that I've met that that are still there and, and some of them that are gonna hear this for the first time. Um, because I'm um this is you know, my, my journey is, is to reform theology is fairly new. So uh some Do of you them... think that it's a bit of a revolving door? In other words, people come in, they stay for a while, then they're out and they're replaced by somebody else who's coming in, or are people staying for the long haul? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think there are, you know, I call it the the ground level, you know, when you come in and it's new, it's fresh 
And then you start when it's when you start to move up through the ranks is when you see, oh, this ain't what I thought it was, you know. And I think that it probably is a revolving door. But the ones is it's the pyramid scheme. The ones at the top, they stay at the top because they just keep getting new, you know, <laughs> new people in to first fruit and give them seed and stuff. So yeah. that's what I think. Uh, wrong. So that you said that's a DVD going to be released. Yeah, you know, I wrote I wrote about this in a book, but you know, if I if I tell you, hey, I just saw a pastor. She said that she was appearing before the throne of heaven, and she saw uh, the Holy Spirit, who was blue and kind of sneaky, and she saw angels. Please pardon me for this having farting competitions. You would go, well, come on, that. Uh, Whatever, but you, when right. you see it, then you go, no, she really did say that, <laughs> and the audience laughed and enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and you, and, in a big church, mm-hmm. you have to see the power of this movement and how you have to see how a biblical it is in order, I think, to grasp it. So right. that's why we did a DVD. Okay, yeah, because I, I have uh, judged not. Um, um, and, and been kind of working through it. Uh, so it, that's the book you was referring to, right? Yeah, that's it. I just didn't want to sound like I was shilling something. No, man, you're good. That's, that's fine. I want my, <laughs> I want my followers to, to, to get your resources and check out your, you know, you know, what you got to offer, man. That's, that's how we, you can, you can promote whatever, man. Cause I was going to ask about untethered. Uh, how's that going? And you got any date on that and tell people that maybe, Listening, what's that about? Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'll tell you. I'm really pumped about it. It's a new TV series, and it started out in my mind just a little bit. Of was we're going to go to the college campuses, and you're going to see how these millennials are just their thinking is so untethered to the Bible, certainly, and with many even to reality. And you know, I kind of thought, well, it's going to be really shocking and jarring, but. Boy, God changed my heart on that because mm-hmm. they're only they're only acting on what they've been told. Mm-hmm. So they're taking the worldview that says you can do anything, you can be anything that you want to be, and they're saying, okay, well, then I'm going to be a girl or, or a dog or anything that I want. So they're just taking their thinking that they have been indoctrinated with and just extending it. Mm-hmm. So they're not idiots. They're not they're not dumb kids they're they're just lacking in wisdom and so the show now is about making sure that we understand this generation not certainly for the sake of altering the gospel but for doing the very opposite and that is preaching the gospel especially to our kids because 60 to 80 percent of them end up going off to university tech school or just leaving the nest and they crash and burn they're completely untethered from everything you taught them Mm-hmm. So this is designed to try to help parents tether their kids not into, because I said so, instead to disciple them, to never right. discipline them again, but only to disciple them, which may include corporal punishment, but to teach them, no, honey, this is why we have a clean room. This is what the Bible says. This is what God's character is like. This is why we take care of the stuff that he's given to us. So. You want to give it another go, mm-hmm. as opposed to, 
clean your room or I'm coming up there. Okay. <laughs> so when, they, when they're at home, they clean their room because we're the authority. And they leave, and they don't have to clean their room anymore because you're not around. Yeah. And that happens with sex, with drugs, with alcohol, with you name it. You keep telling them, you will be pure, you won't drink, you won't smoke. And then they have the opportunity, and mom and dad aren't looking, and away they go. And that is why we need to kind of tweak our, now radically adjust our parenting. for tethering them into the word as with God as the authority as opposed to us. That's what Untethered is about. Wow. That is so true, man. Um, I actually, I saw myself in that description you gave, you know, when I went to college, uh, same thing, you know, the first, very first class I walked in, the professor said, the Bible is a book of fairy tales and, and folk lords and don't nobody bring that up in my class, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, you know? And then, uh, and, and, and I laughed to myself when you were talking about cleaning your room because that was my trademark, man. I had like the nat, the dirtiest, junkiest room <laughs> out of all my roommates. My son, but okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that is so good. Um, and one of the things, because I have a sixteen-year-old that is uh, a junior in high school, and and then I jump all the way down to a two-year-old. So you know, sometimes wow. I, I get the feeling of uh, uh, maybe. I'm too late with my 16 year old or, you know, uh, no, I, no, you know? no, no, you're not right. No, you're right. Not, but you definitely, it, it appears you need a lesson in family planning. Look, you're really going to get me. You're really going to get me. Cause, uh, and my wife is pregnant right now. So, <laughs> Oh, excellent. Good for you. No, it, yeah. it's not too late. In fact, here, I, I, I will challenge. Everybody who's listening, if they've never done this, to do something that I'm telling you will profoundly change their home. If you have never apologized to your son or daughter for sinning against them, I challenge you to do something. Ask them to sit down at a table and give them a lot of paper and a couple of pens with a lot of ink and say, I I want you to do something. I want to promise you I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to discipline you. I I want you to write down all the things that dad does that gets up your nose. Mm. What are the things that I do that are a sin against you? Because our kids see it and they know it. And we have, of course, a difficult time seeing the the log in our own eye. Let them make their list, and it might require reams of paper, and then... (laughs) Work your way through the list saying, I'm sorry, will you please forgive me? And then complete the transaction by insisting they say, I forgive you, Dad. I'm telling you, it mm. will make your, it'll clean your house like nothing you've ever done. And then when it's, it starts to get dirty again with more sin, repeat the process. Just keep saying, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. You will do something so radical by showing your kids the gospel in action, that it will mm. change their house forever, guaranteed. Wow, wow, Todd, you that that, whew, that is so so good, man. Um, because, well, you know, not that I'm I'm, I'm not a uh, <laughs> sensationalist, but it, it's almost like you 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 speaking to my household, man. Um, 
because my sixteen year old because it's my it's my house it's everybody's house right right yeah my sixteen year old is is actually my wife's great niece that she adopted before I met her and you know when I got married you know that's that's my sixteen year old um and we're we're running into that you know not my real dad you treat me different than my baby yeah. you know than the baby you know and that's just me yeah. being transparent man so that I definitely uh that yeah that spoke directly to my heart right there yeah yes, you know what don't 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 feel like you're on an island because that's that's the way all of us are and one of the most difficult things to do as a christian which it shouldn't be it should be the opposite but one of the most difficult things to do is to hear somebody especially a child say hey dad you're doing this wrong. I am mm-hmm, not. You're mm-hmm. just, you know what? You you go live in somebody else's house, and you'll see what inequality is. Oh my God! <laughs> we just want to defend ourselves, and and as a Christian, we should be so humbled by the cross that says you're so bad. God had to die for you. It should allow us to say, I am sorry. Show me where, because I don't want to be doing that. Because I do love you. And I don't want you to feel like you're second class. So show me and keep showing me because I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me for that? Let's start again. That, yeah. that, that, sh- okay. No, I just, I just gave that presentation to you. Like, well, that's a piece of cake. No, it's not a piece mm-hmm. of cake. <laughs> but here, but here's, here's the promise. And this is why this works in altering the temperature of your home. It is because when you are being humble, you're acting like Jesus. Mm. We know that Jesus never sinned, but our kids will see your humility and that the gospel has affected you, and they will love you because you're being humble like Jesus. You do not lose authority. You don't lose control. You gain love and even respect. So give it a go, y'all. Mm. That's good. Yeah, those that are listening, man, I know... Me and my wife are gonna have a conversation because that that's that's really really good, um, and 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 it's funny because I was also reading uh, uh, Vody Bachman's I think it's faith drip uh, faith driven family or something like that yeah, family driven faith, uh, and it, it talks about some of the same same things, man. So uh, that, I think that's. That's just like they, they kept saying, you sound like a radio guy. I think that's God, you know, reminding me that, uh, yeah, need to tighten some yeah, stuff now, up. Now, now I've, got a, I've got a question for you. Yeah. You, 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 you kind of blew by this really fast. But did I hear you say that you are not a cessationist? Is that what I heard you say? I, I might have said it wrong because I'm still learning the lingo. Okay. I I am not a continualist. Okay, got it. Okay, fine. Then we can keep talking. Okay, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. We you don't have to hang up on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still learning the lingo, man. Uh, that's one of the one of the things you know. Listening to to your radio show and and your videos and RC Sproul videos and J Mac and Steve Lawson and yeah, I'm just I'm just like a you know wide hey, open can man. I- yeah. Can I do some gossip about Steve Lawson? Oh, please do. That's my favorite guy. You know, yeah. You know, we we saw him together, right? Uh, when we were, what town were we? Because it was kind of in, it was in the Greenville. Where was, no, it? We was Yeah, it was technically Greenville still. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was out, it was outside of Greenville, and Greenville's a great town. I love mm-hmm. Greenville. But at any rate, 
we were there to see Steve Lawson. And, you know, he's like George Whitfield. I mean, who preaches like Steve Lawson, right? Nobody. So you think, okay, button-down guy, you always see him in his uniform with his gray pants, his blue blazer, white shirt, red tie. Yeah. It's Steve Lawson. He is one of the most enjoyable, uh, pleasant, fun, energetic individuals mm. that you'll that you'll ever meet. He is aghast. I mean, it's, he's not silly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't lose his dignity when he's not in the pulpit. But when he preaches, he's preaching. Mm-hmm. But then you can mm-hmm. tell that what he has been preaching has affected him because he has joy, and it's really, really fun to be around Steve Lawson. Wow. Yeah. Have I, you ever I heard him laugh? Steve. Yes, yes. I, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a YouTube junkie, man. There was one time on the Q&A, he was explaining something, and R.C. Sproul was mocking him with the way he moved his hands while he talked. <laughs> and he busted out laughing there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's man. It's a cackle. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I reached out to his camp, man. Hopefully, we'll have him on, on our show as well, um, because uh, he was really the turning point for my wife as far as uh, coming to Reform Theology, uh, because she, she couldn't get past the 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 election side of it um and and she was watching youtube man uh one of his messages uh, i think it was like the 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 uh, characteristics of god or the aspects of god and he was explaining it and uh and it was like that was the light bulb uh and and i even told him in my email i said man you you saved me a lot of heart heartache man cause I, was, I was still trying to fumble through it man it was gonna be hard for me to explain it to her but uh yeah that yeah, I, I really tip my hat off to that guy. One of my my favorite guys to listen to, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's just a he's a great brother. Love him to pieces. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, this coming G3 man. With uh, get a chance to see him and you and a whole bunch of other folks, man. Definitely. Yeah, that'll be good. Let's let make let's make sure we you know find each other in the crowds there because it's it's going to be big it's in a different location this year to accommodate the size of the event so right let's make sure we find each other let's do that man let's plan to do that well Please. todd do you have any more questions for me look <laughs> <laughs> am i done with the interviewing of you sure <laughs> oh man well i do appreciate your time uh today and and uh definitely Always fun, man. Um, I, I always knew by your, uh, I guess, personality on your YouTube show that it would definitely be a fun time. And I have to let Joe Thorne know that uh, that that I did not laugh more with him than I did with you. That was one of his comments. Ah. <laughs> but uh, but funny. I definitely enjoyed it, sir. So um, I want to give you opportunity to uh, to you know tell the people how they can find you and. And your ministry and, and, you know, any plugs, feel free to do all of that, any resources. Uh, and, and I'm going to leave that, leave that up to you, man, right here. Oh, you're, you're, you're kind to do that. I, I, I would say that the, the, the DVD that's coming out this week is really important. If you're not familiar with what is going on with something called the New Apostolic Reformation Movement, I would encourage you to get this because I'm not aware of anything that has been produced like this that shows you the breadth and the depth of the unbiblical teaching of this movement. You have to see it to believe it. 
and then show it to your pastor, show it to the congregation, not on Sunday morning, but show it to the congregation <laughs> so that you can put the gates up to keep this stuff out because it is creeping in everywhere. It gets into good churches through the music, and once they get their foot in the door, churches have been lost, kids have been taken away from good teaching into this supernatural school of healing. It is pervasive, and it's time for the evangelical church to be aware of it and to start calling it out for what it is. So the DVD is called Drunk in the Spirit, Mm. and you can find that and all of our other stuff at Wretched, as in that saved a wretched radio dot com wretchedradio.com good stuff man drunk in the spirit yeah done, man done plugging i'm finished no <laughs> yeah that that's a good title man that's a good title um it's funny uh, uh i think phil johnson and uh john MacArthur released a little q a uh last week and they were talking about doing a strange fire 2 conference right and yep. uh, and the the name that came, the first name was like Stranger Fire, and then um, <laughs> then Phil Johnson said, "How about uh, what do you say, Holy Smokes?" <laughs> yeah, right. That's what. He, yeah, right. Yeah, I I keep asking John when we're gonna do Strange Water, right, for the conference, <laughs> and see if RC Sproul shows up to have a little chat about baptism. <laughs> Of course, there has to be a, a creole. <laughs> water with John MacArthur, R.C. Sproul, Brian Chappell, and Steve Lawson debating baptism. Uh, that's perfect. That is perfect. Oh, my gosh. Too good, man. Too good. Oh, man. So definitely, definitely enjoyed you, man. Uh, those that are tuning in, uh, make sure you... Check us out on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash BND2012. We're also on Twitter at BNDTruth2012. And you can also email us at BeNotDeceive2012 at gmail.com. Todd, thank you so much for uh, being on here with me. And, My pleasure. Um, we'll see you at G3. Yes, sir. Definitely. God bless you all. And have a good one. The bar. Biblical and performing. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture, sola scriptura, scripture alone, man. Doctrine, yeah, sola scriptura, scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd he saw our faces. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation 
into the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many, many more. Make sure you sign up. The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there.